This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in Liberty Village at the Zoomerplex, here to take your calls. Our phone number, by the way, is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, we have a toll-free number. It's 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. This is Consignment Heroes, the show all about stuff, and it uh, stars two guys who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. Specifically, Specifically, finding value that other people overlook. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. Good afternoon. How you doing? Not bad. What's going on? What kind of week was it? It's a great week. And guess what today is? Uh, My birthday. Oh, I'm I didn't working. know that. Congratulations. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> well, that's my personal touch for today. Yes, and I'm working on my birthday. Oh, sneaky. Hey, you snuck in. You didn't this share that with anybody. Bogart, no, you didn't even know. No, I that. did. I called him this morning. I said happy birthday. Oh, okay. All right. You well, did? Happy yeah, birthday. my wife reminded me. <laughs> okay, yes. If I wasn't here, you wouldn't be here. So you ought to be happy about that. You have to be really happy. Static. What are you doing for your birthday? Are you doing anything special? Yeah, I'm on consignment heroes with Ben Mercer and uh, my son Boker. No, I meant like a steak dinner. Are you buying yourself a treat or something? I'm actually working. I've been up since 7 o'clock doing a comic show this morning. I'm here doing this. I have to go back to the comic show, pack it up, and then Bogart and I are going to be doing a YouTube that, am I saying no, no, this no, right? No, we're shooting a commercial. We're that's shooting right. a commercial that's, oh, that's going to be on YouTube. We Very think. nice. Very nice. So, uh, that, we're going to have a good day about it. We're expanding our horizons. So it's not, it's not a take-it-easy day. This sounds like exciting stuff. No, this is, this is a busy day for us. But the best part of my day is right now, where we get to help people find out what their stuff is worth, what to do with it, and hopefully we can help them with that. And for them to get the most money, so the more money they make, the more money I make. Hidden gems all over the place. Maybe it's in your basement. Maybe it's in uh, your attic. Maybe it's in your garage or an old storage room. Maybe it's an heirloom you've been uh, traveling with or you've owned for decades. If you're curious about its value in the real-time market, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. So maybe it's a gold coin, silver coin, jewelry, fine china, figurines, sports cards, memorabilia, antiques, maybe an old TV or an old radio or an old phonograph. Who knows what you have? If you're wondering what it might be worth, maybe you want to sell it, maybe you want to keep it, but you want to know its value, you can call this show Consignment Heroes. Our out-of-town number is toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Our I, first call, or, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's going to come. I know we have callers, but I want to say this because last week I, a couple of people called. You know how we talk about signed stuff? 
And people ask me, what do you mean by sign? They'll call me up. Like, people who can't phone into the show because we're so busy here will phone me on Monday at the shop. And what I mean by signed, I want to say this, is on the bottom, when something says made in Japan, that's kind of signed, but it has the name of the company that made it. And then sometimes it'll have the actual artist's name or the art or the person who painted it, okay? This I want people to know. So sometimes, you know, sometimes I brush over stuff too fast. And you, you stop me and say, Paul, what does that mean? And I have to tell you <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. But I want to talk about what's signed because I have some cups and saucers. We have a cup and saucer on our eBay site right now. I put it on. Ten minutes after I put it on, I got a bid of $200. Wow. For an Ainsley gold with flowers cup and saucer. I think it might go for three or $400. Wow. Okay. But it's signed. Like I said, it happens to be, this one is signed. It's made by Ainsley. But inside on the flowers, it also has the name Bailey on it. So when that means people collect Bailey, it's actually really, really small. Yeah, where do you know to look for that? Well, like, that's why no you idea. have to call us and we want people to bring the stuff in. We, I see what you're saying, though, because when people think sign, they might think autograph sign. What you're really talking about is some sort of impression. Maybe it's yeah. a maker's mark from a, a, you know, you know, a blacksmith, or maybe yeah. it's a, a manufacturer's stamp on the bottom of a cup or whatever. But that's what you mean by signed. Yes. Something with an insignia that stands up and you can look at it and sort of calibrate what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying with the cups and sauce. I know we've gone on about, but it's because people sell their cups and saucers for $5. People are like, you know those cups and saucers that have a little hand? You know how you have a handle on a cup and saucer? Yes. Well, sometimes the handle will look like a butterfly or it'll look like a flower. It's all filled in. They go for good money. There, are, some of those are hundred, two, three, four hundred dollars. There was one cup and saucer we saw this week that's selling for twenty five hundred dollars. I'm astounded by and the cup sold. and saucer world. I know I mean, it's weird. It? People get more money for a one cup and saucer than their whole set of china that they spent thousands and thousands of dollars on. Okay, and one cup and saucer. But you have to take advantage of this because it's not going to last. Whoever's buying these cups and saucers for $2,500, unless they won a lottery, they're going to run out of money Do you think later. those are end users, though, collectors of these things, or are they like investors, people thinking that it's, the market's going to go higher and they want to sort of get some fine china or the Ainsley and Paragon stuff? Like, they're, do you know people who actually drink out of this Yes, stuff? yeah. Wow. Well, and, and their collections, and a lot of it's going out of the country and stuff like that because we're blessed. In Toronto, we are blessed with a lot of cups and saucers. There was more Bone China cups and saucers sold by a company, Ashley's, downtown, than all of the United States combined. We mm. had more imports into Ontario of English Bone China than all of the United States. So a lot of that stuff, in 1960, if you had a, if you had a bridal shower, you got cups and saucers. Okay? And you went out, and sometimes you want to impress, and if you went spent $20 or $10 back then... That $10 cup and saucer can be worth $1,000 today. Wow. Because people want to buy it. Okay. So I'm just, I want to say about that because I, people don't know. No, and many times on the show, they'll go, oh, I have this item. It's very interesting. And you, you, you'll say something like, well, look on the bottom. Does it have yeah. this triangular shape and a J next to it? And they'll be like, oh, it's not with me. Yeah. So another great thing, if you're going to call the show, is, you know, if you have the item, if it's one of these things that might decide, is this a $100 item or a $1,000 item? If you have yeah. it in your hand, it's probably better. With the cups and saucers. The more gold, the better. The more flowers, the better. The more white, the worse. Don't give me okay. a cup and saucer for my bridal power, power, party. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Walter in Toronto. He'll be our first caller. He's on line one. Walter, how are you? You're live on Zoomer Radio. Oh, very good, very good. And what do you have? Okay, um, when my dad passed away in 92, I um, 
basically everything in the house was going to I got junk, the grandchildren took a bit. I found a couple of things in the bottom of a drawer uh, that I had never seen him use, so I brought, I picked them up. Uh, one was a an old camera um, that took pictures, uh, one and five eighths by two and a half. The box I took it because the box was in excellent condition, and the uh, it's got the booklet and everything. It's a Jiffy Kodak VP. Okay, any of the Kodaks? Uh, Kodak was a big company, was, and yeah. there they every household had a Kodak camera in it. Okay. Oh, so okay. it's going to be tough. Kodak cameras will go for between $10 and $25. They're mainly used as props now. Um, it's, it's your better cameras, like your uh, with a Zeiss lens in it and, and some of the high quality. Camera, Kodak was the bomb. They were a successful company making the cheapest cameras possible. Okay? Okay. And they lasted because people paid good money for their camera, and they would save it and keep on handing it down. Oh, but I, I have a question for you. Now, do you have a garbage man that pays you money? Is it, I got no. junk. Do they pay you to take your stuff away, or do you pay them? No, uh, we pay them. Jeez, that's insane. We don't they, operate. Bogart and I don't do that. You know, we actually pay you. Oh, for it's, my mother-in-law's house, the uh, person from I Got Junk brought uh, two trucks, and one trunk, truck they loaded things like the hutch and, you know, all the good good stuff, and then yeah. they also wrapped all the uh, tea, teacups and saucers and everything, and they said they donated them somewhere. Okay. Uh, probably get a tax relief or something, and then the rest was junk. I have another reason. Okay, that, that actually kind of makes me mad a bit. If I'm uh, going to donate, there's two things I don't do. I don't donate to people who have more money than I do. If I'm going to donate, I donate to a good cause, okay? And mm-hmm. in some cases, I'd rather... They, the good causes I donate to would rather have money than the cups. So I will sell the cups for people, and if they want to donate the money, let them donate the money to the good cause, okay? Right. A lot of these things, it's like, um, like I say, if unless you have a garbage man that runs around with a checkbook, you should call us. And oh, we'll okay. tell you whether to get rid of it that way. And it's, okay. <laughs> a little late now. I, got rid of I know, but there are other people out there that are listening. I'm just trying Yeah. Make this point that unless you have a garbage man and runs around with a checkbook, please call us. <laughs> okay? Okay. The second item I picked up, um, the box is kind of dirty, but it's called a Rolls Razor. Yep. Made in England. Um, I guess it was patented three times. 1926 is the, uh, old, um, the latest date. Yeah, you're and going about $10. And green and black box with the instructions in the back. You open it up, and there's a silver thing inside, a... Uh, and a razor. you press the button on the end, and the lid pops up. Yep. And the lid has a, uh, like a emery board or whatever you call yep. it. Uh, you know? So you get sharpened. That's back. We made stuff to last back then, and it yeah. lasted all the way t- till now the inside, with you. There, you. You put the razor together, yep. and in the bottom of this thing, it's like a strop, a leather yep. strip. And, you, and it's got rails on the side where you can take the razor back and forth along the strop. I know, but even the, no matter how long you draw out this story, it's going to end up being around $20, $30, maybe up to $100, okay? Okay. But they do sell. People collect them, and you got to check. But most of the time, it's inexpensive because people, they last it forever. Yeah. Did you say the box is uh, metal? <coughs> yeah. It is a metal box. Okay. A metal box? Huh? Yeah. What the... Yeah, okay. it sells a little bit better, but yeah, a little bit better. They're meant to last, not like our disposable society today. And that goes perfect segue into why we go to Southworks. Let's recycle stuff. 
You've got stuff in your house. Let me recycle it for you. Okay? Okay. So you got rid of all the good stuff, and you kept this razor. No, I just kept them because they were old. I'd never seen my dad use either the razor or the camera. When the old, earliest thing I can remember, he had like a box camera. Yep, yep, okay. And so I'd never seen him use the Jiffy VIP, and I'd never seen him use the razor. He had a, I guess it was a Gillette razor, you know, you put the blades in. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. when, when I was a kid, so disposable. Right. Like the oh. old cameras, the ones that made the postcards, the actual postcard. You know, when you see a postcard of a real photo, yeah. Yes. Some of those postcards will go for a hundred dollars. The camera you made it on is five dollars. Oh, I see. But the camera, but the postcard ends up being worth a hundred or two hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, especially if it's like a consumer grade camera. Right. Yeah. We, like a projector camera that was in a movie theater. Totally different story. Yeah. And cameras aren't yeah. just old and worthless. It's just if you had one of a fifty thousand run that really wasn't memorable, then other than it looking good on somebody's store shelf or maybe in a we sold an a artist studio at his condo or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very rare right now. Once we go through this purge, maybe 20 years from now, if you have one after people decided they're worthless and threw them out 50 years later, yeah. then maybe, maybe just hang on to it another 100 years. <laughs> we sold a Polaroid the other day for 65 bucks. Yeah, it ha- I, I know that a lot of people oh, nostalgic for the 80s, they want Polaroid yeah. cameras with cartridges. And they'll pay $100 for, you know, to have a weekend fun at a bachelorette party and have Polaroids, right? Because they're not on the cloud or whatever they want to do. But it's not like there were thousands of dollars because oh, the no. technology was so wonderful. Hey, I was amazed at $65. Bogart, you know what a Polaroid camera is? Yeah, I yeah. think. Okay, just checking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got one here. Sorry, Walter, is there another item or can we, can yeah. we, can we yeah, let I you go? Okay. Could you give me a ballpark on what a $20 uh, gold coin is worth uh, from the, you know, the 1967 Centennial set? Uh, I'll give you, you want to know exactly. It is .528 of an ounce. And no, if you give me one second. How much is it worth? Uh, I'm going to tell you. Right, he's, he's telling you it's going to be the melt value of the gold. Five, so he just told you it's 5.28% pure, uh, pure gold. $893. Oh, is that right? Yep. That now, might. that's what it's not worth $20. Now, a dealer will pay you probably, should pay you around $840 to $860 for it. But don't be surprised if they offer you 200 Yeah, if, oh, they offer you, if they don't offer you in that range, please give us a call, okay? Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like we went through Walter's whole house there. We covered a lot of <laughs> stuff. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or just something lying around the house that's maybe old that you might be curious about its value, we have two people in studio who have found fame and fortune dealing in stuff like that. Uh, they are Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. Our phone number here is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Neil in Oakville is patiently waiting on line two. Neil, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Not bad. What do you have? Well, um, uh, I've got several things, but I really wanted to know about uh, the value of... I have 60... Uh, $2 Canadian bills in mint condition, and I wondered uh, if they have any more value than $2. What year are they from, sir? Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's probably the 70s. Okay. What happened in 1970, when we brought in the loony and brought in the toonie, they discontinued the paper money. Everyone, it's like the, they did that last telegram syndrome where they put it away because it's the last one. A lot of people put away these $2 bills and $1 bills, okay? Mm-hmm. And they go for a little bit money, more money, maybe 
Instead, $2 is worth $3, okay? If they're perfectly mint and if they're sequential, you can get a little bit more money. We put them in auction for people, and sometimes we, we've been surprised they'll go as high as 4 What people are looking for is, you know in the serial number? If it's all nines, you'll get a lot of money for that. Hmm. If it's what they call radar notes, people collect different kinds of serial numbers. But... And you have a chance, if you have 16 in a row, that you might have one of those special serial numbers. But as a general rule, if they're perfectly mint, $2 bills, 1973 is going to be run about, we'll pay you about two and a quarter. I think we sell them at 250 hmm. Okay? It's better to put your money in the bank if you're going to, rather than invest in these. These will not be worth any more money because the government, you might not believe this, overprinted them because they knew that people were going to buy them. Okay, and you can also get the you know the uncut sheets. They used to sell them forty on a sheet, and you could buy them that way. And people framed them, put them on the yeah. wall. Yeah, I know the is a two dollar bill wall art. Yeah, I was yeah. going to suggest even even it might look cooler to have that made because it is a cool look. Not with two dollar bills. People like them with hundred dollar bills generally, but <laughs> the wall art is still a neat idea. That is a neat idea. Okay, I, I hope I helped you, you out there. I in uh, Oakville at St. Vladimir's a little while ago. So oh, okay. Uh, I brought in those two gold coins, and you told me that they were uh, valued differently. Which ones? Uh, I'm not sure. what uh, They're in my safe right now, but I, I, you, you, said, you said to uh, bring them in, but they are valued differently. They look the same almost, but they're different. I'd have to see him again. You might Probably not... for the same reason of the coin you just called in about, right? It might be a different... You, different you can have year. a gold coin that says $20 on it from 1930, and one that's a uh, gold coin that says $20 on it from 1967. As you, oh. They might have different gold content. Were they yours did. American Eagles? Um, I did bring those in to, to show you, too. Yeah. But uh, they, they, you said that these uh, gold coins uh, had different gold content. Oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. that'll happen. What'll happen is that, and in the gold coins, like if you have a Canadian maple, and we sell them in our store, and they're they're nine 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 pure, and that means there's no tax on them. Okay, and that's what people invest in. They've invested in the coins that are nine 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 pure in silver or in gold, and we sell both of these. I had a person who sold their house a month ago and put two hundred thousand dollars into silver and gold. They're protecting what's going on in the future. But if you've got coins that are like uh, American Eagle from 1907, uh, it's called Double Eagle, it says $20 on it. There's .9675 of an ounce. It's not quite an ounce, but there's also 90%, so there's also tax on it. And people will melt them. In 1933, I'm going to tell you, I think it was uh, Roosevelt, he uh, made all the Americans give back in their gold coins. Yeah. In the yeah. land of the free, it was illegal for Americans to own gold coins. Okay? And it was so meant to shore up government holdings of gold, and so they'd give you a paper version, or what you know is a dollar bill now. Well, no, no, but it's worse than that, because they bought them at $20 each. I understand, and, and then gold after the gold to... confiscation, it went to 35 instantly. This is also the famous story of the Firestone family, is in the Firestone Tire brand. Yeah. That they were, I think, the one of the only people caught and prosecuted. I think they used a third party to get a bunch of gold out of America, I want to say to Switzerland oh. or to Sweden, and they were prosecuted. I don't think anything became of it, because that's what they said. It was up to 10 years in jail, I think, is if you didn't hand over your gold to the government in that era. Yeah. And so all I know is that the Firestone family were the only ones sought out and prosecuted. Well, in 19—we just bought a collection from a gentleman who was escaping um, 
Belgium. I'm not going to say his name, but in 1935, his dad escaped from Belgium, and he had with him 90 ounces of gold. That's mm. how he escaped out of Belgium. Okay, and he got turned back. He was trying to go into France first, and this in World War II, and he got turned back and ended up in Canada and brought his gold with him. Yeah, yeah. And he did very well with it, but gold is real money. Silver is real money. We it's useful anywhere in the world. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, and in this era where we have so many, uh, you know, refugees and migrants around the world, I mean, gold's not a bad way to move money around if yes. you have to go in a hurry and these sorts of things. You know, you go, oh, well, what, you know, if you left China with all your Chinese currency and you stuffed it in your sh shirt and you came to Canada, guess what it's worth here? Zero. It can't, it's not even legal tender. Well, we have some of those Zimbabwe dollars for people yeah, now. Yeah, same idea, the Zimbabwe <laughs> dollar. If you were to escape and then come here, it's not even a recognizable currency anymore. Right? Yeah. But if people come and see me, and they're at, if I go to the auto show, they come to see me, me and Bogart will always sign you off. A one of a, We'll pay you $500,000 in yeah. Zimbabwe dollars to be our friend. And the more I read about what's happening in South Africa, heads up if you're holding any of that currency. I yeah. don't think it's going to be worth anything in a few years from now. Anyway, back to the phone lines. Our next caller is going to be Carol in Newcastle. Carol, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. And what do you have? I have a solid brass bucket. There's not a seam to be seen anywhere. My father found it cleaning out a barn in the early 50s. Okay. Its dimensions are 30, 13 inches wide by 8 inches deep. And it's got Hall K & Company Metal Merchants Montreal stamped on it. Ooh, okay. Now, something like that sounds like a fireman's bucket. Maybe it's brass, eh? Heavy. Uh, yeah, it's brass. I would say it's probably for ashes from a fireplace. Oh, okay, okay, be that as well. Okay, um, generally the brass is so many, so much a pound, but it's probably going to be around a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars. I don't oh. know this company, uh, but say if it's if it's from nineteen forties, it's going to be worth a hundred hundred fifty. If it's from eighteen forties, it's going to be worth four hundred dollars. Well, okay, I so have, have no idea. As I say, it was around nineteen fifty three. My dad cleaned out a neighbor's barn. And that's oh, all and he that's told. He got paid for doing it. A brass bucket. Yep, it's the Boy. only thing he wanted. I would have taken the cash, but okay. On yeah, well, a brass bucket in a barn is interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't use it to, as a trough or to feed an animal. You'd never use brass for that. It'd be a wooden bucket. I'm so. thinking, is it a thin, like sheet brass, or a heavy brass? Like, does it weigh like thirty pounds? Well, or it's it heavy. I don't know the actual weight, but when you pick it up, you know you've got a heavy piece of metal in your hand. Yeah, so if it shows right as well, it's probably at least $150. It's a bucket, not a pot. Like, you're sure it wouldn't sit in a fire or something like, like, something like that? No, it's a bucket, and you can see where they've hammered all the bottom. Oh, it's hand-hammered as well? It. Oh, okay, I'm willing to go a little bit earlier now. Probably going to be $250, $300, because they like the hand-hammered stuff. Yeah, we still uh -huh. don't have a handle on what this bucket was for, though. No. That could change the entire story. I'd have to yeah. see it. Because it was found at a barn, it doesn't make sense for sort of barn use unless there's fire involved. But what's to say the guy who owned the barn wasn't part of the firefighting squad in that right. area, and it's just been misplaced? Well, I'd rather be a nautical I'm just that, like, bucket. A metal, what's that? I'd rather be nautical. Because oh, nautical right. yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. always made out of brass because it doesn't corrode. So this is an item that needs further inspection. Yes. Uh, okay. So in cases like this... Um, I don't know how, how great you are with technology, but there is a way to send us images of what you have. So you can take out your cell phone, you just click a picture, and then you email that image with your name and address and, or your name and information to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. So is that all one word? Yeah, it's all yeah. one word. That's the actual email address. 
You know what I mean? Like if you're going to email Paul at hotmail.com or whatever it is, that same thing. Just literally click the picture and email it directly to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Well, I'm going to I shall that. try that. You don't still have a Hotmail account. I don't know why that no. was my, uh, what came to mind, but yeah. No, I want to change my name, make it shorter. I got to come up with something that's easier to say on the air. Yes, yes, I hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, you could, you could tighten it up. Yeah. Get out of the Alta Vista era, just sort of something Gmail, maybe. When I did, I wasn't thinking. I was thinking about advertising. People know that they'll know what I do. Toronto Gold Silver. Well, now we're committed. All of our listeners know it's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. You'll be emailed. Everyone else who you, you work with, uh, they can get their eyes on it, and they can get a very precise value, likely even find a buyer before they even email you back. Yeah. Uh, our next call, caller, and if you have a rare, interesting item that uh, you're curious about its value, you can give us a call at 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Fran in Scarborough. Fran, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. And what do uh, you have? I'll make it very quick. Many years ago, uh, you know how you get books every month, like Reader's Digest and that. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, they started up um, for um, the decorating plates that... Uh, uh, you hang up on the wall. Yep, yep. But they're the solid plates. Yep. I have 24 of them. And um, some of them have on the front Norman Rockwell's name. All of them on the back have um, the, um, uh, I guess it's the code, the plate, and it's by Knowles. Yep. And it's, uh, this one's called Rockwell's light um and it's the champagne series and in the left corner is a red um round uh notification and it's a special number for the uh plate that i have i have 24 of them lucky you don't uh, have more okay lucky you don't have more um, no, no, because well, in those day in those years, um, I was raising. We were raising our son and daughter, and I was lucky to even be able to afford these. Okay, I have semi bad news for you. Hope you enjoy them because the resale market on the, they were very good at marketing these in the beginning. Yeah, and Franklin Mint, Bradford Exchange, Knowles. Um, and they did a good job, and they said limited series, but they limited to 10,000. But there's only 2,000 collectors in the world. So what happens when you have something like that, it's not good. And I've said many times in this show, as soon as something says limited series on it, collector's item, uh, got to buy it now, you should not. Okay, the Royal Canadian Mint comes out with this stuff. They say limited series to 10, 15,000, but there's only, like I say, there's only 5,000 people collecting it in the world. So what happens is this stuff always seems to go down. Oh, These and on have gone the very not- back, it says um, uh, uh, classic by uh, the Rockwell Society of okay. America. We're talking, they sometimes sell for $5 each. Now, there is some, if you were lucky enough to buy the sterling ones, by Franklin Mint. There's six ounces of silver in each one. So that's $120. They're the only ones that maintain their value. And what I'm going to do as soon as someone sells them to me is I melt them immediately. 
because artistically they have no collectability. Well, that's Very little. all I wanted to know. I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't want to hold you because I no. know you're very busy, but you've answered my question, and I do appreciate it. Thank you, and I hope you have a wonderful, safe week. Thank you Thank very you. much. It's, it's not me to make people feel bad, but I'd rather tell them the truth from the beginning. Well, I always think you should just flip it and just be like, good news. It's not worthless. It just hasn't appreciated very well. It hasn't well. appreciated. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you know, through the 80s, you'd see how many infomercials. You know, buy this die cast oh. of a Mercedes Gullwing, Merce- you know, like a little, yeah. little mini car or commemorative Elvis plates or thigh masters. Everyone bought a thigh master, well, and then me. they discovered that they're not a lot of fun and they're not very effective. And then you realize, oh, you know what I like about thigh master? The commercial for thigh master, right? It's like your slap chop or your sham wow. It's all that stuff. It's just it's the razzle dazzle. They don't become more valuable, but again, they don't go to zero. Somebody will still give you a few bucks for a thigh master. It just haven't oh. they haven't appreciated very much. I don't. I'm not buying, but somebody might. I consider future garage sale stuff. But yes, what's even worse yes. though? Is I bring someone brings in a sterling set to me and I says okay it's worth uh, fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, I'm not going to use it. They don't want to sell it to me, but they don't want to use it because it's got value. I says no, this is good stuff. Just use it, enjoy it. Right. Stuff is meant to be enjoyed. Unless it's going to be one mint shape and you're planning on selling it yeah. today or use it, enjoy it. No, and a lot of people don't do a lot, that. A lot of people like preservation, conservation. I know they put it up in a closet. They'll never see it again until... But they, they know they own it. I understand this. No, they forget about it too, though. Like sometimes, like, oh, yeah, I had that. No, but, a lot of stuff like that. But it's something, like I said, if it doesn't... Okay, the other side is, say, bring in a set of dishes, and I say they paid a lot of money, but today it's worth $200, and they don't use it anymore. I use it, enjoy it. Oh, my grandmother used to like this. And that's even scarier, though, especially like the plates and cup world, because you're like, oh, I'm going to use it. Oh, I dropped one. Oh, I chipped one. Now it's like a heartbreak story. Yeah, well, you keep saying that has to be in pristine condition. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know, but sometimes if it's not, but also oh, if they Oh, my break grandson one, put it in the microwave, and all the gold is a problem, you know? See, so I'm thinking the other way. If they break one, then they have to buy one off of me later on. Oh, you're creating customers uh, with this yeah. wave I'm creating of oh, I see. Okay, there's the hook. <laughs> You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. 
Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live this uh, semi-cloudy Sunday afternoon. If you have a rare or interesting item and you're curious about its value, you have access to two experts on things, all things stuff. Uh, Paul Kenny, his son Bogart Kenny, have found fame and fortune identifying value that uh, other people overlook. You know them from TV shows like Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, as well as this show, Consignment Heroes yes. on Zuma Radio. Our next caller is going to be Steve in Markham. Steve in Markham, how are you, man? Hi. 1901 $10 American Gold. My beautiful grandpa brought it here. Uh, not here, but uh, back home in Greece, uh, way back then. Okay, it's 4 point A 1901 $10 gold coin. It is U.S. We didn't make yeah. a $10 coin in Canada, right? No. No. Oh, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, in we 1912. Did? Uh, but it, the 1910 that you've got is called an eagle. No, no, 1901. Sorry, 1901 is called an eagle. What it a- is a little bit less than half an ounce. It's point four six, uh, four eight seven of an ounce. So it's a little less than half an ounce. Okay. And they made a lot of them in 1901. They might have made five million of them. It is oh, worth. God. It is worth about what we call bullion. Okay. There's no real numismatic value to it unless it's absolutely perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. It's in is the it bag. shiny? Can you see yourself in it, the field? It, it's in the back. It's in, the, uh, in a safety box. Okay. Generally, like I said, it's going to be worth, but it's worth around $800 in that area. Yeah. Uh, 850 sorry. I tell you. My beautiful grandpa back then, back then, he had a bakery somewhere in Pennsylvania, Mm-hmm. And he came, he came back in 1920s. He brought back home 7,000 American dollars. God bless him. Where are they wow. now? Who? Did you spend those dollars? He spent no, the dollars. No, no, no. He bought, he bought fields. He bought farmlands. Oh, then he did well. Now, he did what people are supposed to do. When I give no, them money... there was no education or anything. No, he was a beautiful... From what I hear... I, I don't remember him, but from what I hear, he was a beautiful person. Yeah. No, no, yeah. that, I'm saying when people bring in their stuff to me and I give them $20,000, they're supposed to do something with the money. Just don't put it in the bank. But do something with it. Spend, buy some land out, out in the country or have a vacation or do something. Do something with memories. I heard something the other day. What would you do if you had to do it all over again? I collect two things, memories and money. Memories, mm. memories, memories. Memories and money and everything else I don't want. Mm. Okay, so... That's what your coin is worth. I wish you had $7,000 worth of them, but if you decide you want to sell it, that's what it's worth, okay? Oh, I will never give it up. Thank you, thank you. No problem. <laughs> you have a good day. Now, that's not just say, a bad thing. That is a shame, though. I mean, when you talk about, you know, that's a beautiful coin, and yeah. you have this story. It reminds him of his grandfather yeah. or his father. I forget which one it was. It was a sweet grandfather, story. Yeah. Grandfather, sure. And you go, okay, so the, they're just going to melt this coin anyway. It doesn't, when you say numismatic value, you're talking about when they stamp the coin and it becomes government-issue money. But that is artwork. But you're saying in this case, it's not rare enough that that adds any no. value. So no. it's just going to be melted down either way. So in that, in a case like that, I've, I would find it very difficult to part with it. Yeah, I understand what he's feeling. He's like, there's no extra money. All of the memories that I have attached to, to it and my grandfather's hard work, yep. that all gets melted away and you, you hand me $850 and I go on with my life. It seems meaningless. But on the other hand, and, I, and you know how long, how many times have I said this on this show? I want people, you just told me that story. Tell that same story to your kids and your grandkids and tell them what this coin means to you yes. before you hand it down. And hopefully they also choose to honor the story as yes. opposed to buy a new iPad or something like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Our next caller is going to be Dave in Hamilton. Dave, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are, how are you guys? Pretty good. What do you have? 
Good. Well, first of all, happy birthday to Kenny. I won't sing or you'll fall off whatever you're sitting on. <laughs> and the other thing, uh, I congratulate you for pronouncing Roosevelt, not Rose, uh, Roosevelt, as most people yep. do. Oh, okay, nice good work. for you. Okay, I have um, original movie posters. Most of them are B movie posters mm. all over my house. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? No, that's <laughs> crap. No, I have... Uh, um, when you come in, I was a teenage werewolf, I was a teenage Frankenstein, brain okay. eaters, giant claw, giant leeches, night little blood beast, and they're all framed all over my house. My house is a museum. Okay. And I'm, I'm not BSing you. <laughs> now, what are you going to do with it, this stuff, though? Okay, here's the thing, Paul. Um, I don't want to sound um, whatever. I, I don't know if I'm on the way out or not, but I don't want to leave all this stuff to my brother uh, he won't know what to do with it, and he doesn't have the time to go into the Internet and try to sell it uh, mm-hmm. that route. I know okay. another dealer in Toronto I don't think will give me a lot of money for it. I've uh, bought a lot from this fella. And do you remember Mrs. Kendall from Consolidated, the uh, leasing house for movie material? Oh, in Cleveland! Uh, no, actually in Toronto. Okay, no, there was, most of them came out. Okay, Consolidated okay, was... Uh, Kendall, and yeah. I can't remember her name. But anyway, very, very super nice people. They got to know me. They trusted me. She let me go through the warehouse and pull out a lot of this original stuff. Really? That is mint. That was like 30 years ago. No, well, 79 is when I started collecting. Yeah, okay. so approximately. <laughs> 40 years ago, 40 basically. Seven. Closing in, yeah. <laughs> okay, call me a liar for seven years. No, no, okay. Okay. Money's good. Memories fade, though, Paul. So is money, I guess. <laughs> I know. But here's what we can do. Here's yeah. what I say to people. Uh, like I say, um, uh, we'll buy anything. But on this thing here, if as long as you've got a bit of if we can combine time and effort, we can get you more money for these and, and instead of you just selling them all one shot. This oh, is where really we do that. the consignment yeah. because uh, we can help you with that because then you get to set part of the prices. Okay, and if something's really good, we get them a longer dollar for it. In yeah. the end, if you you might come down and say, "Okay, Paul, get rid of the rest. I don't care. We've we've done enough with this." Okay, but use the time and use our expertise, and that's how we help people. If people have large collections, you got to find it's you have to disperse it. We buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. Yes. Oh, I realize that. Okay. Paul. Now yeah. that's that's the magic of what we do. Sure. Okay, and Which you can great. make more money by us selling to the world because there's somebody. In Upper Boot, Manitoba, yeah. who wants Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, okay? Oh, okay. And, but here's your problem is, sure. is sometimes a framing. As long as you, I hope you didn't put too much into the framing, okay? Because they're hard to ship. We can ship framed, but we mainly ship the posters rolled or folded. If they haven't been, they haven't been folded, we'll just roll them, okay? Sure. Yep. But they have to be, you need, you need information and you need time. So we can help you, but you can get a hold of me at my store, or uh, Sebastian will get your number here, and I'll call you later on, because I'm down in Hamilton okay. a lot. Okay. I, I Actually, uh, Paul, I, I'm very versed on all this material. Okay. I know um, I was a teenage Frankenstein goes for a boat, or either or, about $1,000 yeah. right now. And they are, they can t- you can take them, or I can take them, whomever. Out of the frames, they're not mounted, and anyone okay. who's listening, if you get original movie material, do not glue it down. No, Period. no, for sure. <laughs> I sound like Paul speaking. Sorry. <laughs> no, wait, no. wait, wait. So you got a bunch of movie stuff. You must have um, some autographs. Yeah, and just to, uh, just, okay, uh, lobby cards, too. There are about, oh, boy, maybe 30 binders, original lobby cards, sets, uh, a okay. baby is whatever happened to Baby Jane, um, 
Seventh Voyage of Sinbad on on and the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad cards actually a couple of them are signed by Ray Harryhausen when he lived in London. Okay, see well, that's, that's big box. No, Big E. I'm just I'm not trying to cut you guys off, but I know there are other people who yeah. you know who want to get through, so I'm trying to be considerate. Trying. <laughs> no, 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 appreciate it. No, no, you got a great world. story. You don't understand. Oh, you actually true. have a story that I wish I've got. I wish I'd beat you into that warehouse by about ten minutes. Yeah. Okay? Well, people have wanted to come in here uh, from the local uh, CHML and other stations, and I was leery because I didn't want to, you know, get my name out and about. And I have to be careful who I bring into the house. No of course. reference to you guys, but, yeah. you know, friends or acquaintances, and they may p- pass on, well, this guy's got this, whatever, and they could be honest, and crooks could come in. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I understand that. The when... autograph, Paul, is um, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I'm sorry? Real Wait, one? you have a Marilyn Monroe autograph? Yeah, it's, a, it's um, um, okay, it's from Life. Or from one of the magazines, it's an ad for Luster Cream. Okay. Which is available on the tin plate and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, apparently the cameraman was filming Niagara, and he asked her to sign a scarf, which he did, uh, she did, I guess she's a she, 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 in Magic Marker, and I don't know where that went. The other, this piece that I have, she signed in pencil. And it's got the guy's name. It's got the. I bought it from a, a dealer in St. Catharines. I paid a thousand bucks for it back in. When did I buy this? Okay, it was authenticated in 1996. By who was authenticated? So it was authenticated, even though it's in pencil. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, pencil. Okay, oh, some yeah. dealers stay away from pencil, but pencil apparently lasts longer than an ink fading. Yeah, yeah, and that's Marilyn, true. I, I've had two other Marilyns, and they've both been in pencil. Interesting. Well, I was yeah. going to say that uh, here at the Zoomerplex, we also have the, uh, you know, the EBZ Television Museum, mm-hmm. and oh, we happen yeah, to have yeah. Marilyn Monroe's bedside television. Vision. Yeah. Yeah, I thought of uh, Moses, <laughs> we'd get a hold of him, but I thought even, you know, I don't know, donate this. I like, I've, I've really, I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Like, Moses I mean, likes you know what, Ben? I've really gotten to know as much as you can over the radio, the personalities from AM740. No one's paid me to say this, okay? Okay. okay. And uh, do you remember me talking to you, Paul? And I commented a good remark toward Moses, thanking him for the innovative station. No, no, I, no. Oh, but... Okay, on Face the Music, when... Uh, Oh, oh you're ben. talking to me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, when, yeah. Paul was, um, when Paul, you're Paul, <laughs> when uh, Norm was away. Right, yeah. I, I say it all the time, I mean, privately. I mean, yes, I'm also, you know, yeah. sucking up to the boss. But, like, he does not get the credit for that he should. He's yeah. not held up as the media uh, mogul that he should be in this country, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. it's, as celebrated as he is, I mean, when you look at the achievements, I mean, let alone what's happening here at Zoomer Radio and, you know, MZ Media. Yeah. But, but what I was saying is that I like your story, and I find it sad as well. Like, when you, you go, well, listen, I'm on my way out. I have this rare oh. collection of antique... <laughs> antique yeah. um, spatulas. And I know when I pass on, my kids aren't going to, you know, they're not going to care. They're going to put them in a garbage yeah. bag and chuck them. There you go. And <laughs> not, not, to, not to diminish it, but I'm oh. just saying that, like, wouldn't you rather choose the final destination Station. for more of your, your choice pieces? Certainly. And Certainly. When, you th- when you say, okay, well, listen, here would be the deal. I'm going to donate uh, Marilyn Monroe's signature to a place like the MZ Media Television Museum, with the understanding it'll be on display and it'll say that I donated it. I feel like that's a fair deal. Sure. Yeah. 
I'm not negotiating on behalf of anybody, but I'm saying I know for things that I own that are special. Mm -hmm. The odds that somebody that I love also cares about collecting the, yeah. the junk that I like are very, very low. So I'd rather me secure whose hands it, in, it ends up in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I've never married. I bailed out when I was younger. I'm not that old, but I mean older. I'm not much older. And I've always had dogs, so they were my children. And I, I'm so, just saying, yeah. but the odds of your wife even caring about your vintage spatula collection or spark plug yeah. collection is still very low. Yeah. Sure yeah. I understand the sentiment, though. We do have to move on. You're listening to okay, Consignment Heroes. Sorry, we're live. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut everybody oh, no, no, off. No, no. Tell them to give Sebastian our number. Hang on. and Oh, yeah. Hold on. We're going to do a, a number exchange so you yeah, guys can okay. talk I'm after the show. I've, I've taken Thank up you. too much time. No, it's, it's good. We get to, we've get we been spending more time with people today. I think it's a warmer show. It's a warmer no, version. No, that's a great story. Yeah, okay. I feel a lot of people are in that uh -oh. position. Okay, we're getting the hand signal. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at MississaugaCartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. In studio with two guys who have found fame and fortune dealing in stuff. They are Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. Father and son. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, of course, as well as this show, Consignment Heroes, on Zoomer Radio, which is live from 1 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Our next caller is Bob in Mississauga. He's got some postcards. Bob, how are you? Um, I'm not bad. I'm in my workroom. Okay. Just clean out my grand my grandfather's old oil can. <laughs> Sounds valuable already. Anyway, um, no, I'm in the possession of my grandmother and grandfather's love letters back in 1892. Ooh, okay. And I'm talking pictures on them with a two cent U.S. stamp from uh, Wisconsin to Saskatchewan, yellow grass, and back and forth for about I don't know 20 cards. Okay, now, my question here is, are they postcards with a blank front on them, just an address, or an actual picture on them? No, they all have pictures. Okay, this is better. And now, all... th that's an early period in postcards. The postcards from 1892 is very early in postcards. And well, they show the Great Flood in uh, Saskatchewan when the river flooded uh, Weyburn. Is it a photo, or is it a line-drawing picture? No, it's a photo. These are oh. all photos. They, no, okay, so these will be good. This is what I'm looking for in postcards. I'm not looking for Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. You know, I'm looking for photos of Upper Boot, Manitoba type of thing. I don't want them from Niagara Falls. I don't want them from Philadelphia or New York, really. I want them from obscure places that did not have large you know, populations. Saskatchewan in Wisconsin. Yeah. Back when they had the floods and they... But back in those days, they courted. Okay, so I've kept them. Because it's it's kind of simple when they court it back in those days. How is church, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I also have in my possession a bunch of cards from Milton 
with the train station and the ladies in rowboats with the men in hats and boars. You say Milton is in Milton, Ontario? Oh, yeah. I got a bunch yeah. of them. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I just... I'm, I'm Milton, the streets seem to be better, but generally these will go between 10 and $150. We just sold one from a, a, a mine for $200, uh, a real one, photo. I gave one to the Milton Society that showed the ladies in their hats and everything else rowing, being rowed by the men. Yep. And I never heard a damn thing back from them. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you don't go and donate to, never donate to people who don't appreciate it, okay? Oh, we, we just touched on that. Yeah. yeah. Something you wanted to be honored by the gift recipient, right? Yeah, no. So, okay. uh, believe me, I appreciate this older stuff. I will sell it. And, but I don't, I, some of it I keep. Like, a little known fact is Bogart and I got on the show Storage Wars Canada because I was down at an auction trying to buy postcards. There were postcards. Oh, is that right? Chinese postcards, death by a thousand cuts. Okay. What? Really? They're very, I want to make sure they were authentic. Right. Because there's so many reproductions out there. So Bogart, and they wanted me, they saw me at the auction. They wanted me to be in the, on their show. And I said, no, unless I had Bogart with me. Okay. And because the, they came up. So I was but a throw in on the whole deal. You were a throw in, Bogey. Awesome. Bogey was a throw in. A deal maker is uh, okay. what we call that. I was like this, a mistake, basically. In this okay. collection of postcards, the guy had about 100 postcards of sinking ships. Now, most of the time you say, coincidence? This guy had interior shots. That means he was on the ship as it was sinking. Different ships. They end up, I end up selling between 100 to $500 each. Wow. So, but going back to your pictures, anything you have from the floods or disasters, as long as it wasn't a, a, a printed one that came out of the newspaper, it was an actual photo shot, they can be worth a lot of money. And it, I'd like to see them, sir. Um, yeah, you have been chasing postcards consistently on this show. And you say, like, I, the more history. rural, the more obscure, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some little town 200 kilometers north of Aurelia. That's where your money is, because there's no other history from there. I like history. I know I'm on this show, and I'm telling people what their stuff is worth. But I actually have a genuine interest in history of Toronto. I mean, our history doesn't go back that far, but I have a genuine interest in history and what has happened before, mainly because we don't want to make the same mistakes again. But I like, I like the reasons for things. And when you <laughs> go into it and you start looking, you find out what's why this was named this, or why this is the street goes like this. But it you is know. funny. You were discovered chasing postcards. That's when the show got yes. bored of you. Oh, that's interesting. Postcards, where it all began. Uh -oh. uh, our next caller is Kay. Kay is calling from Simcoe. Hello, Kay. Hello there. Hi, what do you have? I have an original painting by... <laughs> you have a dog as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big dog. Is that a lab? No, it's... Um... She's, she's a dog. She's not, she's not happy uh, that you're talking. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I have a, a an original, I think it's a watercolor, by St. Thomas Smith. William Thomas Smith. Okay. Yes, sir. I, I'm glad to hear you say that because now you know what I'm talking about. How big is it? Um, it's probably 18, 20 inches long and uh, or deep and about maybe 12 inches wide probably it's probably about a thousand dollars in today's market because what? what's wow what okay what's wrong with that no i recognize no, the name no. that's expensive wow good piece but no no watercolor he did watercolors and i've seen one on sales uh, sold for 10 by 14 inches and sold for 300 dollars. wow so but size matters and what's the subject matter is it a beach 
water? No, it's um, it's a little, it's a creek with a bridge over it. Okay. Uh, uh, and there's ducks in the water. Ducks are always good, but uh, <laughs> times are changing. People used to like collect cows. They're not collecting cows anymore. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, cow art? Cow art. Okay. It's just ducks in the water. I can't see a name for it, but it seems when I went on the on Google, it seems that his paintings did have a subject name. Yeah. However, I don't see that. It might be under the frame. It might have been scratched off. I wonder, yes. So without getting a look at it, you're saying generally $1,000 you can bank on. $1,500, yeah. depending on the size, subject matter. Like, and you're talking about cows. During, no, I didn't say anything, but you mentioned cows. Turn of the century. And were you about to say ducks are hot right now? Is that where it was going? Ducks are hot. But no, no, cows, no, in terms of collectability, you're saying ducks are on like an ducks, upswing. Yeah. Interesting, ducks. okay. And the farm scene. But they used to collect cows, and you got charged by your picture. If you had a painting, you, can, you commissioned a painting and had 10 cows, you would pay more for a 10-cow picture than a 3 cow picture. That makes sense. Yes, I understand. That makes sense to you? I don't. You gotta pay a guy to draw a cow. It can't be easy. I know, but I'm just saying they used to, and they'd be auctioned like that, but now cows are out. The English landscapes are out of fashion right now. Mm. We have a picture right now that used to sell for 200K. I'm trying to get 20,000 for it. Really? What's the content? Is it cows and pasture sort of thing? No, it's cows and pasture. Yeah. And I have another one that's the exact same thing, but I have one, um, a watercolor by um, Bell Smith. But uh-huh. are yeah, it's yeah. worth about 20000 I think. But I'd rather sell it. But if, if I have to be careful where I sell it, what auction house I'll go to, how much commission they take, right. by the time they get done with all the charges, I might be bare for me to sell it privately. Yes. Okay? Yes. And this is sometimes with this, with this um, uh, Thomas Smith. People collect Thomas Smith, but he was prolific. It's like some of the guys like Chandler. Chandler made 10,000 pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, he's collected, but they're everywhere all the time. They're still obtainable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like I say, I know we're going to. Here it is again. Look at that clock. I can't believe we're right. I know. The board's full. I know. The people that we're not getting to, I apologize. Everyone everyone stuck on a phone line. We'll try to get to you as as soon as we can next week. Guy, get to us next week. But I want to tell you, we had a busy week this week. And next week, I'm going to be in the store most of the week except for Wednesday because um, one of my guys who I'm paying too much to is going to Disneyland for the week. So I have to stay in the store. So you're there. I'm in the store this week. I don't think we've mentioned it once this show. You have a store. People can yeah. go during regular work week hours. It's at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. That's on Young in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. And yeah. you're going to be working the desk a lot today. I'm working. Or this week, I should I'll say. I'll be answering the phones. But I'm Wednesday, I've got an appraisal I'm doing. We're doing. We do a lot. If someone's got a full house and someone's thinking about downsizing, do it now before the whole season starts on us. As soon as it gets to be March and April, there's going to be we're going to be deluged with people. Yeah, it's now use the time that we have a little bit of time so that we can give them uh, get them more money for their items as well. And it takes time to sell valuable items, so you can definitely yes. call your store anytime to, uh, to to book things like an assessment on a whole house. Say you got to you got to move it, you got to downsize, you got to sell. You can call the store 905-737 gold. That's 905-737-4653. Remember to, and remember, we're the largest buyers of silver plate. And I know there's a lot of people out there, and they keep on saying, I didn't know you guys bought silver plate. I say it every week. Special thanks to Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.